بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليم كثيرا أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته How you guys doing? So we have two legends with us, Ali Dean and we have Ibrahim. What's going on, guys? Alhamdulillah, everything is going Mashallah. good. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Shout out to Dean lovers, uh, wherever you are. Today we're going to talk about. We're just going to get right into it. We're, we have a very, very important topic. Now this topic here is a sensitive one, but it's one that gets the limelight a lot. People discuss it. Mm-hmm. Moms are discussing it. Kids are discussing it all the time about um, marriage. What is it? What is it not? What should you do? What you should not do? How do you get a spouse? All those things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting here with a strong, married, a black man. Can I say black? <laughs> black man? Can he? <laughs> Alhamdulillah. So, yeah. So I'm sitting here with you guys. And. I want you guys to tell me, well, let's start off with this question. Before getting married versus after getting married, what was the perception? Mm-hmm. So first, you're going in with a lot of expectations. What did you find out to be like, hey, like give me like maybe two things. You could say like, no, that is not true. Or... What are some things that you can say? Yeah, that was that was right on the dollar. Let's start with Ibrahim. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wahdahu la sharika lah. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallam. Mustanib sallatihi la yawm al-din. Allahumma shahlana sadrana wa yassallina amrina wa ahdur uqtul min salina yibqahu qawlana. Amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum one time. It's great to be back. Absolutely. Marriage life. It's a journey. It's a journey. Absolutely. So um, going into it, uh, first and foremost, the honeymoon phase does not last. Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> reality kicks in after a while yeah. to, you know, to each his own. Uh, that takes months. Sometimes that takes years. Okay. But eventually um, you realize who the other person is. I right? see. They start to reveal themselves to you. And as the, ra- as the, as the veils start to drop, you encounter more of the realities of mm. being married and who that person is. Mm-hmm. So encountering that reality is the shock and one of the things that kind of put things into perspective in terms of, hey, you're dealing with another human being. Mm. Um, that, that to me was a big shock. Yeah, yeah. So as, as someone that you've been, that you're going to be, uh, you know, living with um, your whole life and you realize after the first, night you're like hey you're still here yeah <laughs> this is a real deal right? hopefully she's still there <laughs> so hopefully you know sometimes you know things 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 go south uh ali d yeah yeah, uh, yeah give us one or two things that you could say you know what this is my expectation this yeah. is what i saw or this is what i you know it threw, t- totally threw me off what would you say of course bismillah alhamdulillah salatu salam ala rasulillah amma ba'd i want to say um First, you understand that this concept that you don't know someone until you live with them. Mm. You don't know someone until you even sleep in the same bed as them, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the reality is that the person who you're trying to marry 
puts on an impression for a, a period of time through that phase that you guys are getting to know one another, right? It doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad thing. It just means that they put their best foot forward yeah. to show you who they are. But could the, be. It could be. Yeah. And the reality is that that's not the only thing that's, that mm. they have to offer. There's more to it. Yeah. So sometimes the person may say, it's just like a job, right? The person gives you a resume and says, this is who I am. But until they come and actually do the work, you won't know. You won't know. Uh, until you know, you see the experience and, and, and what they bring to the table and yeah. how they offer themselves to you and the respect level and what they expect from you. A lot of those things come into play. Um, and then the other thing is that um, the good thing that I want to say that I want to just add to that is that alhamdulillah, it's, it's a refreshing feeling mm. that you didn't experience until you got married. Yeah. Marriage is different. Ha. Anything, any other kind of relationship. Man, it, it, it brings a sense of peace in your life. It brings a sense of promise in terms of like motivation to want to get up, yeah. do better for yourself. Having that person by your side that supports you mm. in wanting to be a better person for yourself. And then coming home to someone at the end of the day when you had a stressful day, when you had, you know, the outside troubles of the world, you know, and then having that person in your corner to support you. There's no, there's nothing oh, like it. There's nothing like it. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 Ibrahim, you know, the, the marriage happened. Every so before this man, there's so many places I want to go. I want to go a lot of places with you, and I know you've been to a lot of places. So you're very oh, you're traveling. This, guy, this guy is a well seasoned man. Yeah. He's experienced. Right. So in um, terms of travel, in terms yeah. of travel. Yeah. So so talk to Don't us about fun. talk to us about just um, how important is Dean. And this whole discourse, mm. I want to know. Right. Um, a lot of people, some people think that you know what? Hey, we're Muslims anyways. Let's just kind of wing it, and you know, we really don't have to worry about salah and those sort of things because we have a personal relationship with Allah. There's some others who say, like, you know what? We're Muslims. We gotta hold hold ourselves to it. This is the model of the family unit, and this is what we need to go by. Looking back at things. And looking at things right now the way they are for you, how how much would you say and probably advise others how important the element of Dean is? So there's um, <clears throat> two elements that we can speak of, right? Uh, dean in terms of choosing a spouse. Mm -hmm. um, how, how worshiping uh, or how much does your spouse worship, right? <laughs> how is she close to the Dean? And then there's the aspect of living by the Islamic principles in your household. Um, if I go to the first one, um, choosing a person that, who has deen is very important, right? Um, they're going to be the individual who will teach your kids. Like they say the first school is, is the home, mm -hmm. it's the mother, right? Good point, yep. So in that, in, that, in that scenario, you want to make sure that you pick the best teacher uh, for, for your children, That's right? Nice. Yeah. Ali said, uh, <clears throat> the only thing that your unborn child the haq that he has upon you mm -hmm. is that you choose a good mother for him mm. or her, right? Wow. Yeah. So that's the first. That's the first aspect. The yeah. second aspect is living with Deen, right? Um, you guys are familiar with Surah Al-Kaf, yes. And uh, the when when Musa was with Qadr and the, the the wall was about to fall and he built it up. Mm -hmm. At the end of the story, he starts to narrate to him the reasons why he was doing the things he did, and in the surah explains that the reason why that happened is because behind or underneath the wall was a treasure 
that a man has left mm. for the two kids who are orphaned and they were supposed to grow up and later on find that treasure. So, and the, the, the ayah explicitly says that he was an individual who was righteous. Wow. The father was righteous. Mm -hmm. So righteousness in the household will not only protect you, but it will protect your offspring and your future endeavors. Uh, so, uh, I want to extend on the teaching part. Yeah, yeah. Please do. There's this thing here that why this is why Dean is very important. It's because I've seen the saying somewhere. It's a quote. It's do not give your children what you didn't have, but rather give teach them what you didn't know. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Like like right, it's a good one. Right, give me that. <laughs> Let me tell you why. It's because it because at the end of the day, materialistic stuff. We know what that is about. It, ha it comes and goes, but knowledge is forever. Mm. Meaning that they can apply it in their lives, become a better person because yeah. of it. Through your previous experiences in life, if you missed out on opportunities to become a better Muslim at a, as a younger person, the idea is not to be regretful. It's to pass it on to the next generation yeah, yeah, yeah. so that it doesn't, it's not a continuous cycle right, of right, right. missing and, and having voids that you can give to your children. Yeah. At the end of the day, whenever you help someone or you teach someone and they apply it to their lives or they teach someone, they're rewarded and you're rewarded without taking away from their reward as well. Absolutely. Marka, alhamdulillah, that's the beauty of Islam, is that it, you can teach your children salah. Yeah. Your, you know, the parents I'm talking about, you can teach your children salah, you can <clears throat> teach your children Quran, the aqidah, tawheed, everything, all aspects, and they carry that and continue to carry that and continue to carry that. And that goes down, and my dad used to say this all the time, seven generations, right? That you make dua for, for your for your family and you do good for your family, it carries for seven generations. Alhamdulillah. So just wanted to add that point. No, no, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in the Quran, um, and they were don't worry, we're gonna get to the whole uh, seeking out and discussing and you know the khutbah um, of of the actual nikah itself. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, He says, He said, When we placed between you two uh, love, mawadda, right, and rahma, mercy. Mm -hmm. So, how, how important are those things? I know the reason I'm asking is because in Somali culture, um, I, I don't know, would you say it's 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 a good thing for, for the men to be affectionate and those sort of things. So, how much has does that help? And are those true? I remember there's a Somali elder in the crowd, and he's like, you know what? I, I I never told my wife I loved her, and like he was like he probably like, hey, you should do that. Don't ever tell your wow. wife. Wow. So, <laughs> t talk to us about that and how how important is maintaining those type of intimacy when it comes to just the words and affirmation? You know, um, it's it's a fact of the matter that um, men are not very emotionally inclined okay. to, different, to different scenarios in life. Um, their emotional IQ is already low to begin with, it's inherently. Okay. So them showing and displaying that is even harder. Mm. Um, so it's not a Somali thing, but it's, I think it's, uh, it's, it's across the board. Yeah. Right? Men are very stoic. Of thing. Being stoic is, is a man thing. Yeah. So that doesn't mean it's a good thing. It, it has its times and it also You speak it generally, of generally. course. Yeah. 
now in terms of mawadda wa rahmah, right? Those are the two pillars that a marriage is um, halal, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stabilized it on. Uh, mercy, one is um, mostly translated as, and um, love as mawadda. You know, if we start to, English obviously doesn't do it justice to explain, oh, yeah. to explain, yeah. explain exactly what mm -hmm. those words mean and how they um, are applied in life. But just to bring it to perspective, it's like a bird with two wings, right? And one wing is um, Rahma, and the other wing is Mawadda. And without one or the other, the bird balance. can't fly. Uh, no and balance, this is the no. same de depiction or similitude that um, Shiuch explained the worship of Allah's being. Mm -hmm. One is Rahma, and the other one is fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right. And in the case of marriage, it's the same scenario. And it's not just any love, it's love based on mercy, mm -hmm. right? And it's mercy that is derived from love, mm. subhanAllah. So it shows you that um, the, if there's a place for kindness and love, it's in the home with your spouse. And that's where it begins with. Mm -hmm. A happy family has the ability to emanate and show other people love. Mm -hmm. But when you come from an unhappy home, unloving home, then, you know, of course, scenarios can change. And that's what you said, you know, teach people. Yeah. Or teach your kids what you haven't had the privilege to learn. Right. So... You know, emanate that love, and that's where the love begins, right? So, kindness and love, absolutely. That's what it's based on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, Ali Dean. Yes. So, the direction I want to go with this is the understanding that a lot of people believe that being, you know, loving and affectionate with mm. your wife is a sign, quote unquote, of like feminist yeah. and and being demas yeah, demasculating yourself and and whatnot. First and foremost, we know after after rip is that we follow the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet So if the Prophet was affectionate with his wives, was kind to his wives, he spoke soft to his wives, and on his dying bed he said, "Treat the woman kindly and you know respectfully and stuff like that." Why, as men, do you feel comfortable that you need to be all the time, not just here and there, all the time, authoritative, being you know dictating? And, and and not listening to your wife's emotional side. Because yeah. one, women have a sense of emotion that men cannot reach. Right. Meaning how the if you if you have a point you need to get across to someone, and this is from even a sales and marketing background, if you have a point you need to get across and you're trying to sell something, do you approach every scenario the same way? Mm. No, you do not. No. You can you can appeal to their emotional yeah. side and you'll get the sale. Marka is exactly so you're not gonna go and you know what I mean if I'm having conversation with the brother and stuff like that, I'm more firm in my in my tone. I, I am more assertive and stuff like that. But when I'm talking to my my wife, even your mother, you you have a soft tone. You're more you're more kind to them mm. because you need to get the point across very gentle in terms of the reaction they give you will tell you everything about how you come uh, come across to them. If I yell at my daughter, okay, if I have a daughter, inshallah, may Allah bless me with a daughter. If I have a daughter and I'm always very yelling at her, I I can't you know expect her response to be very obedient and loving and, and kind with me yeah. because she this is what one way that a man can push away his daughter mm. and the same applies to his wife his sisters his mothers women all in general but i think that the most important thing is that you have to understand who you're selling to the mm. audience so when it comes to your wife treating her kindly being calm even when her, her emotions rises yeah yeah I think that's a sign of masculinity. Yeah, yeah, just, I think that's a sign of being men. 
Com yeah. composing yourself, yeah. have a self-composure. And this is important in the wake of, you know, the Red Pill Society, mm. the Red Pill Movement, and how they're kind of like, you know, you know, be man, man up. And I remember there's a, a, a brother um, who is a Muslim and is one of like the Red Pill heads of a social media. And so he has a lot of followers. And he was explaining how he, he wrote this in the post. Uh, why you would do it, I don't know. But he wrote it in the post and he was kind of like proud about it. Is that he made his wife give birth in the kitchen without any, like, he didn't call the ambulance, nothing. And he said that he went upstairs and slept because it would have been a um, traumatic scene for him to see that. So he told her, Wake me up once you're done. <laughs> once you're done delivering the the baby wow. and so he was holding the baby took a picture and he was proud about that he's like you know it's a good thing you know we, we don't uh, experience things like that as men because it can be traumatic and you know so his wife delivered the child in the kitchen and he forced her to this <clears throat> i mean there's so many different emotions that one can feel wow uh Subhanallah. You know, Allah Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, like you mentioned, his last sermon said that um, women have a right upon you to clothe them and feed them with kindness. Mm -hmm. He didn't just say clothe them, feed them. He's, yeah. he, he put it. He put the stipulation of kindness. Mm. Right. Because you can give someone something with regret and, uh, and, 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 you know, with, with a mean face. Yeah. But with kindness, that's, that's the stipulation. Yeah. On top of that, he said they're your committed partners. Mm. You know, they're your committed partners. And uh, when Adam salam, was, was created, um, Hawa wasn't there to just justify certain means that he needed, but also to be his partner in this world in every aspect. Yeah. Yeah. So when, however you treat your wife is how you're treating yourself subconsciously. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people come with excess baggage to marriage, yeah. and they don't know how to kind of put the baggage away or See. get rid of that or get Processor, some psychological right? yeah. help or therapy to deal with those traumas that they had. Mm -hmm. When you bring that to marriage, it's very destructive. Mm. Like you're telling your wife you're, she's going through a moment where she can actually die. And when a woman dies in childbirth, she's a shaheed. She's a shahida. Yeah. You know, it's that much pain and, and troublesome. So yeah. you're telling her to have birth in the kitchen. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's so, uncalled for. So, so it shows you how, how far we've drifted, drifted off. Yeah. We know like red pill is a response to feminism. And um, there's a lot of people that are brought into the idea. And so one, one extreme doesn't justify another yeah, extreme. And so um, Ali Dean, I want to ask you about being a man of the house, mm -hmm. you know, is something that we talk about. It's something that people have a criticism about and say, well, why is he the man of the house? How come we can't be a partnership? And it's like 50-50. So talk about the journey of, you know, what is, how, how, how easy is it? Talk about, you know, what that's like being the man of the house. What are the expectations realistically and practically that come along with it? Great question. Great question. So the thing is, there's no such thing when it comes to men and women, equality. Mm. There is, however, equity mm. when it comes to men and women in Islam. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, that Allah has made men the protectors and maintainers of women. Yeah. Why? Because He's giving them uh, a certain right and a certain power or so above responsibility above the other. Why? Because if we talk about equality, and I'm gonna just give this quick analogy. We talk about equality or example. Yeah. If a robber breaks into the to the house, buses right into the house, who's supposed to fight that man off? The wife. Is it supposed to be the wife? Is it supposed to be, you know, I did I, last time I took out, you know, I, I cleaned the kitchen, the man, you know what I mean? I took care of this. Now you gotta go and uh you know, 50-50. Yeah. Is that what we're doing in this yes. marriage? No, absolutely not. Because we have a responsibility where equity means that if there's a hundred pounds of weight and a man can lift all hundred, he should not give 50 to his wife to lift. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, 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 that's, not, that's not manlyhood qualities right there. Yeah. It's because you as a man have a responsibility to protect the wife, mm -hmm. the children, and everything of the home. It's the same thing, and I love giving analogies all the time because it's, it gives a perspective to people of different sorts to understand what I'm trying to say, right? So let's say even a vehicle. You can put the nicest rims. You can buy a 2030, 2023 vehicle. I don't care. If it's missing the engine that moves the vehicle, the transmission yeah, that tough. moves the vehicle, that car is going to look pretty in your parking lot, in your <laughs> garage. You know what I mean? It can look, that's what I'm saying. So people got to understand the thing that makes the family move mm. in the direction it's supposed to go is the husband. Yeah. Now the wife's responsibility is to support that. Right. Doesn't mean that she can't, she doesn't have a say so. She doesn't have the ability to um, engage in a conversation that can move in a direction. It just means that at the end, all be all, the father, um, the one who was put on this earth to guide the family, has the final say. What, what do you think, uh, Ibrahim? Uh, why do you think there's such a pushback and resistance towards the idea of the man? Something obviously that the Quran stipulates, but why do you think there's such a this uh, resistance? Oh, yeah, this is a very simple question, um, and it has a simple answer. And the simple answer is it has always been, mm. it's not a new phenomenon that right. women have a That's problem with men, and um, that women have an issue with men's responsibility or. Um, you know, men doing their part or this or that. Uh, That's been going on forever. Mm. Talk to your mother and father. Talk to their generation, the generation for them, mm. the generation all the way back to whenever, when, uh, the first time that a man and woman lived yeah. together. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's always been a prevalent issue. Uh, women has always have had their grievances and men have always knew how to deal with those. Mm. Right. Right? right. Nowadays, it's like, hey, because you're doing this, I'm going to do this too. Mm. You take your part, I'll take my part. Mm. That's not the way to deal with it. Mm. That, is not, that is not the definition of chivalry. Now, masculinity is part and parcel of being chivalrous, right? But it's not, the, it's not being chivalrous. It's, it's not being chivalrous, mm. right? You have uh, masculinity plus you being able to do things that, it's not 50-50, mm. right? You going above and beyond the call of duty yeah. plus masculinity is chivalry. Gotcha. Right? You going above that, and beyond. Is that, that muru'ah? Wow. So that's... So, so just, because, just because our sisters or women in general have grievances against us, that does not give us the right to say, hey, you know what? Um, if you have a problem, then let's, let's solve it mathematically. 
you know, like you said, yeah. uh, women have different emotional tendencies than men. Right. Um, you have to explain certain things differently. That's no, there's no way, it's, it's not a way to uh, demonize or put in any way a derogatory yeah. form. Exactly. But it's rather just, hey, they think differently. They're, they they're different from us. They have different emotions. Yeah. We're not equal. Yeah. Right, right. But we're on the same playing field. SubhanAllah. And so, uh, which, which brings us to the next point, Ali Dean, conflict resolution. Mm. Okay. Now, this is something that you have to you have to you have to learn as you go on, yeah, right? Yeah. If you if you haven't set parameters in the beginning, I don't know how it, how it was for you, but it's something that can cause problems. So talk about conflict resolution and why it's important to have a mechanism in order to resolve the issues that you have. Great, great. So 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 the thing is, obviously, there's trial and error. In, in marriages, right? In terms of communication, in terms of how to deal with conflicts and stuff like that. Um, a lot of times, many divorces come from the fact that they don't have a, a, a part where they can come, not just compromise, but understand one, each, mm. one another's weaknesses, understand one, each other, uh, one another's flaws, and understand how, you know, what boundaries not to cross and all these things. The most important thing I can say, and Allah mentions this in the Quran, is that whenever you have disputes between you and someone else, that you return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger. Mm. Why is that the case? Because like Brother Ibrahim was mentioning, these aren't things that just came about today. It's yeah, not yeah. today's time. It's just a little different. It's different variants of it, <laughs> yeah. but it's not, it's not new. It's, uh, new. it's not new to the, to, the, to the streets, right? So if you turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Quran and Sunnah, the Prophet Ali said some, and understand the way. So when we're discussing like small things like going to the grocery store, let's go to this one to buy our groceries as opposed to that one, expensive and X, Y, and Z. I'm not talking about that. Right, right. When we're talking about um, coming to the Quran and Sunnah, we're talking about things that can lead to divorces, mm. major problems that can lead to it. So married couples need to have those uncomfortable conversations early mm, early on in their marriages. Marriage. Get out of that honeymoon phase, right? Get out of that comfortable phase and stuff like that and have that uncomfortable conversation to put methods in place that can help them come to a resolution that they both can move forward together at the end of the day. I so I believe that's that's something that can help um, deal with the uh, conflicts between marriages. Okay. So uh, Ibrahim, he's talking about the conflicts here. You know, conflict re re uh, resolution is very, very big. If you don't have those skills um, or if you don't have those serious conversations ahead of time, you know, what kind of ramifications are we looking at? All right. Um, so first and foremost, right, I'm going to try to push back on you just a little bit. All okay. Right? <laughs> uh, you stated that. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, you said it's not about the little arguments that you have or the little um, nuances that, that might be there mm -hmm. in terms of options and things, but it's rather the big um, final say and or the, the right and the left in the relationship, right? Right, right. Um, so what if now, what if someone says and has a point of argument of saying, hey, it's the little things that become big things. And then if those little things persi persist, those big things are usually based on those small arguments, mm. right? And we all have sisters, we all have mothers, we all have aunties, right? They remind you of things that happened five years ago <laughs> oh, that right, you right. have no recollection of. Right, they're like, right. you did this then, and you did this now, and then now. So they're building a pattern where yeah. you're like, these are totally 
separate situations yeah. and how are they interconnected right what do you say to that great question excellent question matter of fact so here's the thing the prophet has said that that the woman is created from the rib of a man but the crooked rib and if you try to straighten it you will break it absolutely so one thing you could take from that amongst a lot of things is that do not fight about every small thing that your wife has with you every problem that your wife has with you you have to pick and choose because if she has a direction she wants to go and you're thinking just logical and she's thinking maybe emotional maybe i just, just want to go this is what i want sometimes women will say they want certain things and it's just you know yeah you just gotta bite the bullet ha. so in that situation do you have to ask yourself is it worth fighting <laughs> at the end of the day because the thing is the analogy is if you have a cup and like you're saying the, the the water that you fill that cup up with is the small arguments mm. and it fills up, it can create something big, right? Yeah. So you need to be able to pick and choose what things to is worth fighting about. Sometimes I'm telling you, it does not it's even make not sense. It. It, yeah, as you're like, she may say, you know, you I may ask her, let's go eat somewhere and you say, I like this place, it's close to us, it's convenient, it, it is fulfilling. And she may say, I don't want it. Mahadeh, what are you going to say to that position? You know what I mean? Marka, I say a response to that is pretty much understanding your wife, understanding your spouse and how she, her character is, what things trigger her, what things make her feel, uh, uh, you know, wanted and, and heard and understood in certain matters. And she may even just pick, quote unquote, a fight with you just to see how you would react. And it could be just from an emotional part, uh, you know, point of view. And so I say as a response, understand what you need to pick and choose when you talk to your wife and discuss with her. <laughs> All right. That's my response. Okay, last 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 <laughs> rebuttal, and then we have to continue this program. No, I, I agree with you. And the yeah. reason the reason why I asked you what I asked you is to help me with my argument as well. Okay. more it's not an argument but a statement. Yeah. Um so alhamdulillah, you know, um in terms of right, the brother mentioned um that uh, I Hawa was created from the rib of Adam alayhi salatu salam. it's it's um you can understand it in two ways. I mean obviously um there's two general understandings when it comes to the hadith of Rasulullah Either it's metaphorical or it's literal. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's either or, it could it doesn't it doesn't make a difference. But it's rather, hey, um, a woman is created different from a man. Obviously. Absolutely. Point blank, right? Um, from that, you know, if a man tries to straighten it out, because everything that is different, you want to make it the same, mm. right? So what we, can, what we can understand from that hadith is, hey, if you try to make it like, if you try to make a woman like you, mm -hmm. she's the reason why she is a woman is so she can be opposite of yeah. you. Complimentary pair. Exactly. Yep. It's a complimentary pair. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, EQ, right? Uh, the emotional intelligence is needed in a relationship in yeah. every single aspect. Moving on from that now. Um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to argumentation, when it comes to uh, facilitating yourself through the process of understanding their point of view or she mm -hmm. understanding her point of view, yeah, um, one thing has to be understood and understood very clearly is that women go through different stages in life, yeah, um, and they go through different stages every month, right. And that has a great effect on their how they deal with you. Yeah. You're uh, the same Aisha, Khadija, Halima that you're dealing with at the beginning of the month. It's not the same person that you're dealing with mm -hmm. day 30, right? Just because Allah created them that way. They're not any less or more of more value, less important or anything. It's just right, their right. emotional state, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the, menstru the menstrual cycle of a, of a female, she goes through, there's two different 
predominant um, hormones that play a role mm. in her feelings and emotions. It's estrogen and pro-estrogen, pro all right, progesterone. Um, in the beginning of the cycle, it's estrogen, and that actually helps her to feel better, feel more alive. Um, her body and tone changes. She's more likable. She's more agreeable. Um, and that's just, just the, the hormonal changes going inside her. And as the uh, her menstrual cycle progresses, as the estrogen goes down and the progesterone goes up, it actually replaces it, and she's more irritable. Mm -hmm. She's um, more, quote-unquote, excuse my language, more moody, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you have to be able to deal with all the phases of your wife. Yeah. Right? And that's just a part and parcel of being a man, like you said. It's not sticking to every single little thing, but rather, hey, the overall picture. Yeah. I want her to be happy because you know what they say? Yeah. A happy wife? Happy life. Happy life. <laughs> so this is um, it's, it's about approaches is very, very important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And also, um, there's just some things that you just, you have to embrace the difference. Yeah. The differences is Absolutely. something you have to embrace. Complimentary. Men and care. women. Yes. Absolutely. You know, some people try to make, change differences mm. and make them the same. Yeah. yeah. The differences are there for a reason. Okay. Now, next segment, next segment we're going to go to Ali Dean, finances. Yeah. Practically, you know, you just you're you're coming out of, you know, uh, when you're going into marriage, you're just coming out of the single brother life. Yeah, and that that lifestyle is much different yeah. when it comes to finances. You could go out with the guys and eat it all day and go to places, and you know, you got this kind of money for yourself. Uh, of course, you don't have to be the richest guy in the world, but practically, give some tips and maybe what have you found. The, the the financial aspect of the marriage life. <clears throat> yeah, so I think um, one one of many leading causes of divorces is the financial side of, of marriages. It's understanding how to facilitate, how to you know dis disperse your wealth in terms of what is wanted, what is needed, um, what is important for the family, and things of that nature. I think that responsibility um, ultimately lies in the hands of the husband. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, and, and the reason why is because at the end of the day, he's the breadwinner of the family, right? He's the one who brings the, the cheese home, as they say. Yeah. And so he should lead it as well as because he's, he's the most responsible person when it comes to being the man of the marriage and your wife being the wife of the marriage. You mm. should be leading that. However, on the contrary, what I'm saying is that she can engage in those conversations, understanding and pivoting and, and knowing where and what to do with that money as well and having that conversation. But the ultimate decision comes down to the husband. We're not, we're not in today's age, there's this whole 50-50 thing that's going around, which is yeah. the wife, you know, pays half the rent. And then the wife will feel not just the word entitled, but more entitled mm. than, than what is necessary. Yeah. The thing is, I think the burden of the responsibility of financial uh, aspect of a marriage should rely on the shoulders of the man at the end of the day. Why? Because tomorrow, let's say there's there's an illit happens and, and you know a calamity happens, he should be able to strategize and understand what he needs to do to make sure his family is good at the end of yeah. the day. That stress level should be on the man. He should be like, okay, today you know we're kind of low on funds. I need to figure out what I need to do. The wife should be worried about the home at the end of the day, make sure the children are fed, making sure she's good, making sure that aspect is taken care of. And the men should be like, I need to figure out where the next income is going to come I from. See. 
If he puts that stress on her, she's unable to do what she needs to do for the family. The man has the ability to carry that along with the resp other responsibilities of a husband in the marriage. And so I would say the end of the day, what it boils down to is the men lead in that. But yes, talk to your wife. Let's say they want to go on a trip together. Let's say he wants to buy her gifts. He wants to do these things for her. Yes, he should take care of that. But if a man is not, is irresponsible with his money before he even gets married, yeah. I feel sorry for him once he's married. Um, Financial wanna, tips, uh, Ibrahim. Absolutely. I, I know you want to probably uh, comment on that. But before you do, I'm going to just tag along this question for you. Is... Um, the tips financially where you we want to know you know young guys are watching this and they're like what what should i get ready for what am i expecting you know what am i getting myself into talk to us okay absolutely okay to start off with your question um i think um we're well we're well aware of those individuals who don't have the ability to marry yet. may allah help you um, you know, strive and work towards that goal. Mm -hmm. But there's a larger population of people that's not talked about. Individuals who have the financial means to get married and they, they don't, don't get do married. That's no, true. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's a responsibility upon every man to take care of women. That means that if you are an able-bodied male who has the ability to marry, yeah. it's it's a duty that's that's in the Quran and the Sunnah for you to get married. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? And sometimes it becomes... Uh, obligatory for you to get married in certain scenarios. And the, 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 the situation and the scenario in the society that we live in today, yeah. akhi, you're going to be safer being in a household um, that's connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Now, that's that. Now, in terms of uh, the aspects that you talked about, I want to I wanna split it into two different sections. There's the earning of living, and then there's the management of funds. Mm. Right? The earning of living, uh, undoubtedly, uh, non, it's non-negotiable, right? That is, that falls upon the the the, uh, the husband. Mm -hmm. uh, sun, Quran is Sunnah, which must also be halal. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. Right? Um, but now, in terms of the management of the money, right? yeah, uh, we know, you know, a lot of people who don't, are not good with money, like you said, right? Yeah, um, who are they're not the best people to save and for a rainy day and such. Yeah. Now, in terms of management of money, every society, every culture has a different way to deal with it. I'll give you an example of northern Somalia, for example. It's uh, a commonplace that a man, once he gets the check at the end of the, the month or the earnings, he gives it to the wife, whatever sum of money she needs to take care of the wife, pay the bills, pay the school, and everything like that. And he, he, has, uh, he has a say, but that's her job. It's, it's yeah. like culturally acceptable. Right, and some people do it together. Some right. some people, the men do it, but mostly in that society or in that uh, region, that's the female's role. That's not bad. That's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? If your if if your wife has a great managerial skills or she has good financial uh, intelligence, absolutely, mm -hmm. it will be it will be uh, uh, wrong of you. More or less, it will be stupid of you for not, for you not to use that ability, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the same time. You are the final decision maker. Mm -hmm. That is a responsibility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put upon you. For you now to say, hey, I don't want to take that on. It's your job. Or for you to say, hey, you got a 50 50, obviously that's unacceptable. Right. Right. But I want to pose a question to you, Athman. What if um, a sister wants to come into a relationship saying, I want 50 50? Or this is for both of you. Um, what if a sister makes more? Money than the husband. 
How do we deal with those two scenarios? I mean, you know, subhanAllah, the, the, the woman, uh, if she makes more money, uh-huh. then, which is perfectly fine, um, the husband still is the maintainer. Uh, legislatively in the Quran and the Sunnah, he still has to maintain. If she's asking for 50 50, um, in that case, if she's foregoing right. the financial responsibility, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, uh, however, it's highly advised against to agree to something like that because what ends up happening usually is the financial sort of like um, um, uh, capabilities, assets, and positions in the family now are two people. And so it's already determined that it should be the husband and the man. Who is he at that point to have any say if the woman also has financial responsibility in the house so once a decisions decision making uh, goes out into like a democratic way where it's like, hey, we have to agree on something already, that kind of household is going to run into a lot of problems and complications. Absolutely. Right. This doesn't mean that we can't have discussions and consult with our wives and it's fine. But this is why Allah, he makes the man qawam of the house. And this is something that our sisters should understand because once you have that, then you have an easily functioning a unit. And forget even if you even if you put Islam to the side, this is how majority of traditional um, societies um, since the beginning of time, this is how they worked. Everyone has roles, right? So the husband has roles that's about maintaining, protecting, and bringing back the meat, so to speak. And the woman is maintaining the place in which he's bringing back the meat you know so we have to make sure that we have distinctive roles once those lines get muddied that brings a lot of complications absolutely whether it's financial whether it's uh familial whether it's emotional right and this is where you have a disillusion of that family already but ali dean i want you to I think you hit it right on the no. Um, it's, it's very simple. It's when when they when fifty fifty happens and when there's um, you know a wife leading in terms of places that is outside of her boundary, outside mm. of her responsibility. There is in very small chances or very small cases things that it works out, but that doesn't work for the masses. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. almost it's, it's very the exception rare. and not the rule. Ha, so. exactly, and and that further just. Proves the rule of the uh, uh, proves the, the the purpose of the rule, and so people today, my advice to those who are saying no, let's do 50-50. If we do it, we will have a bigger home, a better car, more ch- more chances to travel and vacation, more materialistic things to purchase and get in the home and things of that nature. That's the yeah. purpose. Let's just you know give an example. If a man makes let's say seventy thousand and the wife makes exactly the same amount and they put it together, now they have one hundred and forty thousand. Now we live a better life. Are you really living a better life? Mm. I don't agree with that. You may be rich, living ha. a richer life. But but here's the thing. Quality. Ha. Yeah. Here's the problem with that. We're talking about financial earnings and gains in Wahas. But you missed the quality of life mm. in terms of 
your house is now affected by money more so than it should be. Right. Now you become the worshiper of the, 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 the currency that you're dealing with and not the other way around. You don't control it anymore because you're looking to, you know, let's lease a car. Let's get mortgage. Let's do this. Man, the other day, I just found out that the word mortgage, and this is just a side note, that it's, the word mortgage comes from the Latin root word. I don't know how to pronounce it and I'm not going to, but in English, it means death pledge. Wow. Mortgage means death like, pledge. Like a morgue. Ha, more, yeah, exactly. So yeah. in Spanish, in Latin, I think, yeah. So it means death and then pledge. Mort and gauge put, put together means death pledge. That's just a side thing. But overall, I think, well, if you live in the means of what the husband can earn, you live a way better quality of life. The husband earns, it doesn't matter if he earns $50,000 a year, 40000 I promise you the quality of life is a lot better. And people who live in situations where, where they live like that are less in debt, are less dealing with, you know, riba and all this other stuff because they, they, they know where to put money and hold it in that place and don't let it escape from that and, and, and you know, and sabotage you. So I just wanted to add that point to it. So... <laughs> So we, uh, there's a lot to discuss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> move on. Um, there's one more before we get into like mahar and all that stuff. I want to discuss one of the most controversial um, rules, expectations uh, from Islam, anyways, uh, for the woman: obey your husband. Obey your husband. Say it with me, Ibrahim. <laughs> obey. <laughs> your husband. Yeah. So, what? what talk to us about. How 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 does this work in our modern times today? Mm. How do you think this would be something that you know we can harmoniously abide by? Talk to us. Um, I think let's give. What, what do you think? I got it. What let's give think? it. Down what do you I think? Got it. And, no, no, then, no. and then I'll take along. Also, also, also. Why do you think there's such a pushback towards mm. this concept? What are the uh, repercussions to that? Go it ahead. Ibrahim, you want to go or you got, I got it? Um, go, I, I can go ahead, no problem. Okay. Um, so I think it stems from um, a psychological need. Mm. It comes from um, <clears throat> the need to feel important, right? Um, when you tell someone, someone is going to be uh, uh, your superior yeah. and you're going to be their subordinate, there's something inside you in every single human being that wants to be that person, right? In every scenario, whether it's uh, familial, whether it's work-related, in every single uh, aspect of life. So it comes from that. It's, it comes from a psychological need to have the attention and to be the center stage, right? But not everyone is going to be the president. There's only one president, mm -hmm. right? There's only one vice president. So someone has to do it, right? And just because that person becomes the the head of the household or is that husband Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him those rights and responsibilities yeah. those are rights and responsibilities that is a heavy burden to carry and every single person will have to answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah. so say yeah. alhamdulillah that you were not given that burden yeah. now sure. aside from that so I think uh, stemming from that issue of the psychological need to feel important comes the, the, the need to value the need to feel valued importance right and the Islam is talking about functionality mm -hmm. and compatibility, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed the man or the husband to be functional and compatible for that role, 
mm. right? And he that doesn't make him more important, nor does it make you less important, mm. right? At the same time, the female has been, uh, or the wife, the, uh, has been created in a certain way to fill and occupy a certain role. And when they occupy their respective positions, it's like the night of the day. Mm. They flow right into each other, mm. right? But what if the night tries to become the day and the day becomes the night and a woman wow. tries to go yeah. into the household? I mean, the man tries to be the... It's, I got you, yep. It doesn't flow right, mm -hmm. right? And everything has a position in life. And those were the positions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dictated to us. Yeah. It's about functionality and, and compatibility. It's not about the value and importance. Yeah. So, so, so it disrupts the balance. It absolutely disrupts the balance. It disrupts the balance. And on another thing I took from what you said was um, authority doesn't mean superiority. Superiority. Oh, yeah. Authority does not mean superiority, you see. Ali D. Great points, Ibrahim. May Allah reward you, Aki. I want to say there's been this misinterpretation of the definition of what obedience means mm. and being obedient. Okay. Especially when it comes to a wife being obedient to her husband. Okay. The same definition does not apply when we're talking about obedience to her boss, supervisor, um, if she's a student, to her teacher, if it's you know uh, authority outside, meaning it can be an officer or whatever it may be, but when it comes to the home, society has taught women that being obedient to your husband is a sense of oppression in your household. Why is that the case? It is a movement from the feminist side. It is a movement from people who are who are not qualified to speak on this yeah. matter, and they don't even understand that it is one of the most easiest way for a woman to enter Jannah. And I'll give that. Wow. The hadith of the Prophet والسلام, has said, if a woman guards her chastity, prays her salat, fasts, and is obedient to her husband, she may enter through any door of Jannah that she pleases. How easy is that? And so society has made it so that it's saying, your husband, when he tells you, if he says, you know, sister, my wife, my love, please do not dress like this. Please do not wear this makeup. Please don't go out acting like this. Please don't do this. And and I'm t and I'm saying it in a gentle way, right? I'm not being uh, like a, a very authoritative and saying, "Hey, you better stop it up." It's not even that. It's yeah. just advising you from what I've learned from the Quran and Sunnah. Yeah. And so you you're denying that is you're denying your chances of entering Jannah, mm -hmm. Subhanallah. And you and and there's ramifications that come from that. Now you're breaking that that bond that you've created with your husband. The bond that has been established for you as a wife as a mother as a woman moving on for the future of your life and then putting that in place for your children and your daughters and stuff and like that also not to mention the harms that you're opening yourself yeah. up to um, not obeying your husband could sometimes mean not allowing your husband to protect you yeah and so when you open yourself up um the first the first attack and assault you can get is from shaitan absolutely and it comes through the bab of sins and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I feel like that's probably a discussion to have before before even saying, yeah. you know, let's, let's set a nikah date. <laughs> I think that, that should be something to agree on because the worst thing is to, to find out, you know, afterwards, you're like, hey, you know, the Quran says that obey. What do you mean obey? It's like, you know, then there's a fight. 
And it's like after you already sign yeah. contracts and stuff, it's like, you know? And so yeah. these are things that is very important to establish before going through with the actual nikah. All right. Alhamdulillah. So that's the important thing to remember. Also to remind our sisters that, you know, they occupy a very, very special role as well. Um, remember, the most important people that have contributed and had great roles in Islamic history, we don't know who they are. Mm. We know Imam Malik. We don't know the mother of Imam Malik. Mm. Imam Shafi'i's mother. Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Ahmed, all the, of them. The what nurse of the Prophet. All of them, yeah. all of the four Imams were orphans. <laughs> Their mothers took care of them. Absolutely. Can you imagine? Absolutely. So if you if you think about it from that perspective, it's not always about being being uh, seen by the world. Right. right. Those that are not seen by the world are probably having the highest stations with Allah. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. You've given birth, you've raised, nurtured a young man who now has an entire madhab that the whole section of the one continent just occupied. So um, the next segment I want to go to is the nikah. So the nikah, we have a lot of things that are happening. You know, once the idea of, hey, I'm done, you know, um, you're accepted. Now the nikah day is set. You've spoken to the father, everything went smoothly, then the kah date is set. Now I want to talk about an important part, and this is what kind of sets off the whole stage for the marriage, is putting your foot down when you need to, mm-hmm. as a man. We know in our cultures, there's cultural aspects that creep in to the inception of the marriage, the beginning of the marriage. You have the nikah, mulima, uh, alhamdulillah, and then sometimes there's aros. And in the Oros, and there's ideas that come up. How do you say, like, you know, what are some tips you would say, like, hey, uh, watch out for this, or if this comes, put your foot down. Don't move from this. Don't move from this. It's only one night. Oh, that's what they say. It's one night. It's just one night. You know, just a little bit. It's Yomun Fala. Yomun Fala. No, it's, it's, uh, there's something real that happens. Man, Some people it, just succumb to it. You see brothers in the, in the, in the cat videos, they're like, yeah. Yeah. Or in the wedding videos, he's on a floor because he's defeated inside. Yeah. Right. Talk, let's talk about that. No, great point. It's the question that I can pose back to them is that understanding is is the idea of marriage reliant upon the aros, the ring, the night, the the activities that go on. Is that is that what marriage is about? Mm. A, a study has been done where they took statistics of asking a bunch of women if they can go back and relive that moment, would they do it again? Majority of the answer is absolutely not. I would say close to 100%. Ha, you know what I mean? Absolutely <laughs> not. Anecdotally, really? I've never found anyone who said That's yes. Yeah. Wow. The stress level that goes into it, the That's money that much. goes into yeah, it, the yeah. idea of, of planning. and the, the woman doesn't even have fun that night. She does oh not. It's always a complaint like, I'm worried about this and I'm stressing about this and my hair. and da, da, da. 
all of this that goes on, they don't want to have it. If they if they can go back and wish for something more or better, they would say, I would rather, you know, go on a better honeymoon or go, you know, take a trip, to, you know, across the country or something like that. And so the problem is society has made it and deemed it that if you don't have a wedding that night, then is it really a marriage? Mm. That is what solidifies your actual marriage is what they told them. SubhanAllah. And my advice to that is do not succumb to it. As a man, first of all, if you believe that, you know, I'm about to get married and if that's the only thing that she wants out of me, oh, you know, I can do it. That yeah. one, it's just one yeah, night. That happens sometimes. It is a one night that leads to many nights of problems in the future. It literally, it's like the, the snowball effect. Yeah. It just starts off small and it turns into an avalanche, a big snowfall. Marika, a lot of brothers who feel like I, I have to give her that in order to get what I want is compromising, On honestly, uh, his religion for a, a, a life lifeline of, 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 of infidelity and uh, um, dishonesty and no commitments and no you know resolution X Y and Z the list can go on. Marka, I, I think that that's a problem that they need to deal yeah, with head yeah. on. It's a, it's a big potential thing because there's there's some people who is, it overcomes them and it's, it happens in the moment and it's like it's not much they could you know they try it and they make toba after and there's some people who are just like. Hey, you know, like they're planning for this. Like, hey, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is, yeah. right? So, like, what would you say about this? This is a, a very, very serious um, discussion to have um, because it could even result into Adam al barakah It can happen where there is a lack of barakah. This Absolutely. is a time where we're we're asking Allah for you know. Uh, all of his blessings and his ni'mah. In terms of strategies um, to advert that particular night or everything that happens in between, you need to have those discussions early. You need to have those discussions early with the wali of the sister, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Put your law straight, right? Um, uh, you got to speak your truth early on. Be like, hey, these, I don't want that. I don't yeah. want this and I don't want that. Right, and if they agree to that, I I know I know brothers who they had that discussion. Yeah, Allah, they had that discussion, and then the family went ahead against his wishes. Mm -hmm. Right, because he gave him a certain amount of money to do whatever they they want with. Yeah, yeah, and they went against his wishes, brought their own money, and they went ahead and did a marriage <laughs> on that night. No he way. said it's done. Yo, real one. He said it's done. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's that serious. That, because that, because that, if that you, a lot of people would actually go to those lengths to actually make and and you can know, you imagine everybody's that's, waiting? That's it's tough, like yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's six o'clock in, in p.m. Yeah, the whole wedding is about to happen. Everybody's sitting. The guy's not there. <laughs> going on the mic. Hey, this is not going to happen. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's but, that's. But you know what? I, I they they should get that because yeah. look, if you have that conversation early on. Yeah. Not with the sister, because even if you have that conversation with the sister, yeah. I promise you, there are hidden hands that she can't control. Mm. Let's yeah. just say that, yeah. for lack of a better word, okay? But if you have that conversation with the family present in the moment, be like, hey, I don't want an arroz, I don't want a wedding. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not because of finances. It's yeah. because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's because I want barakah in my marriage. Simple. And I don't want someone and someone else twerking on each other and they're them becoming on me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Tell him, tell And uh, uh, being on Snapchat and all sorts of things. And yeah, I, publicizing it, yo. Can all we be of that. honest? Yeah. 
what kind of uh, man are you to display your wife, yeah. right? Of having those tight clothes <sighs> yeah. in front of all that men and all that's, those that's, that's, even that's, if it's females. Yeah. That's a real. That's Who a gives real the right thing. for another female to show her body to another female? Yeah. Right. So there's multiple angles we can look at it, but I ter- but in terms of real world uh, strategies to combat this is have those conversations with the welly with the family and lay the law straight. Mm-hmm. Now, now, is there is there an alternative that you can suggest to not having a wedding that's more safer, halal? I think the thing is that when society comes and plays a picture in the role of how people should do and act and stuff like that. And you kind of have this pushback where you tell them remove this, then that there's that sense of void. And the question is, how do you fill that void? What is an alternative that you can provide? Because if you tell somebody, don't do it. Don't yeah. Let's say even a different example, brother, don't drink alcohol. You know what is the what is the alternative when he or she stops or I think, told them? Don't I think be- I think I've met one person whose wife was like, hey, I don't want a wedding. Okay. I think I you you know oh, this wow. too, brother. That was amazing. That never happens, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. But there's a median, right? There, there's a there's a middle ground. Yeah. Um, to celebrate is not halal, right? But under the right circumstance, and it has to be halal. Absolutely. There's certain scenarios, right? For example, um, many things that I do see is that, um, you know, the sister will have a female night. Yeah. She will invite her family and friends, and have something reasonable um you know have some type of halal party of some sort right right um to that extent right she can wear extra clothes uh, or the cultural things that we do stuff like that yeah that's totally permissible right um so so there's certain things that you can put in place so long as you're you know you're guided with the right people and you you know you take that wedding aspect and you Tone it down right, like right. 100 notches. <laughs> yeah, I think it absolutely, absolutely, good point. I think so. Just maybe a couple people like like they're confused. A couple of people may be like, "Well, isn't the nikah the wedding? What's what's going on here?" So we use these terms interchangeably in the English language. Wedding can be referred to the nikah ceremony itself, right? So there's a nikah, and this is where the you know the 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 husband or the to be husband, and then you have the 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 bride's father or her guardian her wali there and the mm. sheikh is in the middle and he's doing the ijaba and the qubul do you accept here's a mahar do you accept yes yes in front and of them yeah. so then it could be in front of people it could not be it could be like uh, in front of a couple of witnesses or it can be in front of a whole crowd to which they will have the walima afterwards which is the feast you eat the food invoking blessings on that marriage and then those two parts are from the sunnah. Now, the third part, which is the wedding, the aros, that's totally cultural. The reception, yeah. Yes. So now that is something that people look forward to. A lot of people look forward to, especially today with all the videos and the technology as there. Um, they want it to last for a lifetime. They can keep watching it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it could be something in which uh, it's it's full of sins yeah. or it's full of uh, uh, barakah and blessings. I mean, the aspect of a white dress came from Victorian era, yeah, London. So it's it's totally. You see, a, uh, there's we could we could talk about. There's a lot of stuff yeah. to discuss. We could talk about this probably a different podcast. Yeah. So yeah, as we said, there's a lot of things we could discuss and take apart. But I think this podcast, you know, we were looking at, you know, 
what are some things to watch out for yeah uh, and, and give and give our audience a better way to frame this understanding of, of our dean and everything when it comes to the husband and the wife um, getting into marriage and some of those aspects about leadership and roles mm-hmm. right you need to make sure you define those yeah. you need to make sure that it's not something blurry to later on when you know it really matters. There's a big dispute about something small and everything comes crashing down. Right. So foundations must be strong. Um, uh, authority doesn't mean superiority, right? Feelings matter, emotions, and the way we approach, approach each other. Approaching the woman is uh, approaching your wife is not like approaching your guys on the street. Right, right. right? And it doesn't make you a simp or a weak mm-hmm. to, 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 to show compassion yeah. and to show, you know, have intimacy with words uh, to your wife and those sort of things. And being protective, having protective jealousy and making sure you Absolutely. protect her. Right. And a part of being a kalam is protecting your wife. It's not just about, you know, she has to obey you. But it's about safeguarding her, safeguarding the family, and making sure that um, Shaitan doesn't have any room to enter and influence that household. Is there anything you guys want to end off with? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Um, Jazakallah khairan first for this podcast. I think a lot of people who are listening, tuning in, and, and viewing this will benefit tremendously. Mm. And alhamdulillah, we come from a position of um, learning and, and, and experience and, and gaining knowledge as we go with time as well. Alhamdulillah. So may Allah make it easy for us in all of our marriages and, and for the future, young young leaders of the future to have a blessed marriage as well. Um, just to give a small advice, I'm going to come from two places one is that to understand i believe that a person or two people who are trying to get married should if available seek premarital counseling now i think there's a lack of that in our community often and that is because uh, the reason why i say that is because um when people are, are going into marriages they have a lack of dean nowadays because of their environment and the parents believe that marriage is the end all be all to save their child. Mm. And I believe premarital counseling will help in terms of guidance and knowing who they are in the position they are right now and what they can become before they get married mm. so that they are ready. I think a lot of things in life, we, have, we, 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 we go through experiences to prepare us for it. But marriage, until you're married, you're not, you have to, you can't know until you get into it, That's right. but you have to prepare for it as yeah. well. And so people tend to lack that and believe that marriage is going to make them a better Muslim. Marriage is going to save them from Jahannam. Marriage is going to do all this stuff. Yes. However, if you're coming in blind and thinking that with the way society has given you the idea of what marriage should look like, marriage is already uh, 50%. There's, it lands in 50% yeah, of divorce. That's tough. Already, that's tough. Uh, and a lot of those things are not uh, people are not safe from it. So I would advise in that. And brothers who are like, well, I don't have money and stuff like that. Marriage, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will give you from His bounty if you get yes. married. He mentions that in the Quran. And lastly, having a structure of communication between you and your spouse will go a long way for both of you and your children and children's children. Inshallah. So I want to leave you with that. Well, like enough said. Um, there's nothing for me else to say um, other than. Be kind yeah. and be merciful um, and show some compassion. Mm. That will go a long way. 
Yeah. Just wow. be a man about it. That's all it is. And just calm down. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Be a man. And no one's a man's man like Rasulullah. And so we are encouraging everybody to learn about their deen, learn about, you know, what, uh, especially the ahkam of marriage, 100% important. You need to know about all those things. Then the social aspect, knowing how to speak to someone and and doing it with a more favorable and a digestible approach. You know, you don't want to uh, upset things. Communication is key. Mm -hmm. Can we agree to that, guys? Communication yeah. is for Hawaiian. Communication. Yes. And so communication is very important. Communicating with your spouse. And you need to be a good communicator. All that phone stuff is going to kill you. Yeah. You'll, you'll know you're an awkward person socially because you're a phone head. And if you were half as smart as your iPhone and your smartphone, you would have half as much as the problems. Great way to put it. Okay. And so, again, there's a lot to discuss that we didn't do. Of course, there's much more to come. Until next time, guys. Subhanak Allahumma bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik like share comment and tell us what you think what are some tips and some comments questions and ideas that you have until next time dean lovers wa sallallahu ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam alhamdulillah come that was a that was a nice